I almost tumbled my whole setup there with that little that little cheers to you guys. This setup right now is probably the the most uh, Jimmy Rig setup I've ever had. I didn't have my tripod today. Anyway, I got it going. I'm here. You're here. Welcome back to another podcast. My name is Tim Connor. I'm the host of this. I rant about golf, golf instruction, golf stuff. And uh, this this podcast is kind of my platform to pass along some of the learnings I get to be a part of. I've, I've taught a lot. It's been my full-time job for the last dozen years, and uh, that's what I do all day every day. So let's talk about some hard and fast rules of golf instruction. Let's talk about some lies that you will see in major media sources, some things that are misnomers. Lies is a strong word, but things that are largely unsuccessful or not true in things, in titles, and shit that gets thrown around in golf instruction. So I want to dig in. I want to talk about that today. Hard and fast rules of golf instruction. Okay, often you'll hear things like, if you fix this, it will fix this. Okay, here's one example. If you fix your backswing, it will fix your downswing. For example, most players take their backswing too far to the inside, and then they cast the club over the top in the downswing. And there's a common theme or thing that gets said that's, hey, if you make your backswing more vertical, it will actually fix your downswing. And I find that to be largely false. (laughs) It doesn't work that way. Actually, the way you move your backswing tends to be the way you will influence your downswing. So if you fix your backswing alone or make it steeper, it will tend to make your downswing steeper. Now, there is a caveat to this, and this caveat is the better players, players that tend to be single-digit handicaps, really good ball strikers, somebody who already has a feel for the golf club. When they have a feel for their golf club and their swing path, often you can make their backswing more steep, and they will shallow the club out on on their own on their downswing. But that doesn't tend to happen for your typical amateur golfer, your 20, 30, 15 handicap. In fact, the opposite tends to happen. So I think the thing that you can take away from this is take your advice with a grain of salt wherever it's coming from. It's nice if you can have consistency in where your advice comes from. And the thing you can do to just make sure you're not guessing is have evidence to what you got going on. Use video. Use a launch monitor. Use a swing coach and don't guess. Now, all of those things, you could say cost some money. It costs money to get a launch monitor. It costs money to get a swing coach. It costs money to get a phone. But you know what? Most of you have a phone in your pocket right now that can shoot slow motion. And if you can do that, you can accurately get yourself some data on what you're doing with your golf swing. Now, one trick to, if you are going to film yourself, is we want consistent camera angles. Generally speaking, your hands in the middle of the frame, so where my hand is on this camera, in the middle of the frame, you want your hands lined up in the middle of that frame, and we're gonna use typically front and side views with the camera about hand height. Be consistent with your camera angles because that definitely skews what you can see. Okay, here's another one that really grinds my gears. Maybe this is just an episode of Rants with Tim. Uh, opening your club face will help you with closing your club face. That's false. That's so false. And no person's logic would tell you otherwise. Oh, if we open the club face, it's actually going to make it easier to close it. You're just getting further away from where you want to be. So why why would you want to do that? It's like, would you ever walk downhill to go uphill? It just, it doesn't make any sense. It, 
there are maybe very few examples of when a player opens their face, maybe they feel their face rotating it more and maybe they shut it, but that is largely not true at all. If you want to get your club face more closed, you should close your club face more so you don't have to rotate it as much to get it as closed as you want it to be. My program, if I got someone who was really struggling with an open club face, is close it in the takeaway, close it at the top of their backswing, close it in the downswing, and close it in the follow-through. At what point? I didn't hear anything talk about opening the club face because it just doesn't work for most people. It's largely, uh, I don't know where that comes from. Okay. Here's another one. Uh, This is definitely turning into an episode of Rants with Tim. Keep in mind that most of these things I say aren't 100% black and white, although they largely are. There, You might be able to cite specific examples that could be otherwise, but most of this is not true. Not true. Turning your hips less will make you more powerful. Uh, having more X factor will make you more powerful or a, a stronger hitter of the golf ball. Turning your hips less doesn't correlate to more distance. You know what correlates to more distance? Turning your hips more. Turning your hips faster. Having more turn, not less turn. Think about that. You want to hit it further? You should turn more. And here, here's, some, here's some blanket advice that I find generally, this is good advice for most of you. If you're of the normal golfing demographic, your age is 35, 45, 55, 65, 75, chances are you're not too flexible. And what time is going to do, and this is one universal truth, is time is going to take away your flexibility. So what you should be doing often is trying to maximize your turn. Now, if you're in the very small percentage of people who are hyper-flexible, you shouldn't be trying to maximize your turn. You should be trying to have a repeatable amount of turn. Shoulder turn, 90, 100, 110 degrees, something like that. Hip turn, roughly half of that number. If you're hyperflexible, but you're not hyperflexible, you're actually probably not very rotationally flexible because most people don't have rotational flexibility. It's not something that is common in our day-to-day life. Father time will take your turn away from you. So you should practice turning more. Um, Yeah, that's a little nugget that I heard from old Mr. Nicholas, Jack Nicholas. You remember him? He was pretty good. He said something like, As he got older, the number one thing that he would work on is making sure he turned. Because when you don't turn, it changes. It has a domino effect on the rest of your golf swing. Let's talk about the things that will change. And it's mainly going to have to do with, one, your your speed potential. If you turn less, you have less speed potential. Two, your hand path. So if you turn less, your hands are going to be higher or less behind you. And then if your hands are less behind you, you have to work harder to get your hands behind you in the downswing to get a swing that's on plane, okay? All things left the same. If you turn less, your hands have less depth, and then you have to change your downswing sequence to get your swing on plane, which requires dropping your hands more behind you, flattening the shaft of the club more. All of those things are, they're not impossible. They're just difficult to do, so I typically don't recommend them. If you want to see an example of a player who has very little turn in their backswing, but makes it work, check out Jim Furyk. Very little turn in the backswing. I've seen his uh, turn numbers before measured in um, some old event, 
but his shoulders were turned roughly 66 degrees, his hips were turned roughly 28 degrees, something like that, and his arms go straight up. And when your arms go straight up to get the club to the inside, you have to drop your hands behind you, you have to flatten the shaft. Um, yeah, definitely more of an extreme two-plane style swing, old Mr. Felix Scott, which can be a good way to swing the club if you understand it, you can make it work for you. But even still, if you were a two-plane swinger, I would recommend you have more backswing turn so it's easier for you to get the club back on the swing plane in the downswing. Here's, uh, here's another statement for you. Practicing more will make you better. Practicing the things you're bad at will make you better. Practicing more won't necessarily make you better. If you're ingraining bad habits and you're ingraining poor muscle memory, it's not going to make you better. It's, it might make you worse because you're ingraining something that might not lead to the results that you're looking for. Practicing more is a good thing when you're practicing things that are meaningful to your long-term game or development. So what that means is you should be practicing on what you're bad at. Is your technique bad? Is your short game bad? Is your driving bad? What is the thing that you need the greatest improvement on? Spend your time practicing more on that and you will get better. Not everything with golf and golf instruction is black and white, but there are some hard and fast rules and you can kind of get the benefit of going through a shitload of golf lessons basically on my shoulder because I'm trying to, I'm not hiding anything that I've learned over the last decade teaching golf. All of this stuff is stuff that I've seen multiple examples of over the course of multiple handicap ranges with people at different levels of their development. And most of this stuff is true and based on my experience. Now, my experience is not everybody's experience, and there are unique circumstances when things could be different. But what I want you to take away from this, take away from this, is that no matter what you're doing, you are measuring it, you have a long-term plan for your development, and you are working on the things that you're bad at. That is how you play better golf. That is how you get closer to your potential. That is uh, how you chase your best. Anyway, you guys, I'm signing off today. Let me know what you thought of this episode of Rants with Tim. Uh, subscribe, leave it a review. That stuff helps more than you know. Send me your questions. I don't know what you don't know. I will catch you back here, same time, same place, next week.